Hello and once again, welcome to the Soaky Nostalgia Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. Sir Bradley. I'm Kat. Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, tonight, we're going to do another jaunt into something that has influenced us. Now, we did last time, we had, in another episode, we did uh, TV, episode, uh, TV shows that influenced us. Tonight we're taking it one step further. We're going we're going from the small screen to the big screen. Influential movies. But also maybe the small screen. Because TV movies. Well that counts too. Yeah. We'll go the we'll I go, do go have mid-screen. a TV movie on here. So. Yeah, that's okay. Mid screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so we'll get into that here in just a little bit. So uh right now, um, I think that the podcast since the launch has been pretty successful at this point when y'all are listening to it. I'm hoping that we have even more listeners, but right now I I think the stats are saying, Hey, we're doing good. Um, so thank you all for everybody out there who's listening and telling everybody about the podcast. And I hope you all are enjoying the episodes as much as listening to them as we have been making them. Yes. Nothing. I thought you held up your hand to ask a question. I did too. <laughs> teacher, teacher. Oh. Yeah, teacher, teacher. No, I was like, wait, I wasn't trying to. She's not you. usually one to wait. Yeah, I know. Just, she just jumps right in. <laughs> That's okay. We, Aren't we, we that by here. now? Don't we have four up? Four episodes? Yes, uh, episode four dropped today. Which the we're not going to. T- wait. Yes, go ahead. Oh, I thought we weren't going <laughs> to. Do what you want. As of Monday. February 25th. We have four episodes. Yeah, and that most recent episode was And Don't Call Me Shirley, which was a great episode. Dropped it like a deuce. That's right. We decided to let her rip. It's about uh, the late, great actor, comedian, star of TV and film, Leslie Nielsen. Okay, so earlier today, I actually, um, you know, I liked this. I I shared this on Facebook. Work was crazy, or else I would have liked it and shared um, it. 10, 15 minutes later, I get a message, a Facebook message from my dad. It says, this is funny as hell. You know, how can I, you know, <laughs> share this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it made me feel real good. I'm like, all right, you know, my dad likes the show, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. I go and I check my messenger, and he was referencing a video that I had sent him like a couple of days ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, well, (laughs) 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 well, uh, I tell you what, when uh, we do the next season, or even when we do the next show, please feel free to send in some comments, what you like, what you don't like. Well, we will take most of them seriously. Uh, I say mostly because I know there will be some out there that will be just completely ridiculous, meant in a ridiculous way. Uh, so you we mean, will. We'll, you mean a troll? Yeah. And uh, we'll take them seriously. And if it's someplace that we can improve on, we'll definitely do it. Uh, I mean, at this point, when you're listening to the podcast, you can tell that we're not saying ums as much. We're being a little more fluid in what we're saying. <coughs> you're not. <laughs> I don't say um too much anymore, do I? No, we're teasing you because you're the one that did it. Yes, I said. <laughs> I, 
I was an umbucker, okay? I, I said um so much. That was a plan. But I never noticed until you pointed it out. So Yeah, and it and it, then it became annoying, didn't it? <laughs> and here's the thing, during the editing process. Well, no, see, because you've not really sent me anything to listen to <laughs> in quite some time. I uh, know, and it's everything's been crazy, which you do know that. Um I'm aware. I just said um again. Look at that. Now that I've started thinking okay, about but it. It's fine. I know. The th- funny thing about the, the editing, a little sentence. bit, a little bit of BTS, the editing that I do, I actually did cut out some, a lot of those ums because, I, you know, you don't want to annoy the listenership, and that right, listeners. Okay. Yeah. Just let all your secrets out. Just tell them everything you do. I'm an open book. Right. I shave my balls. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get on with the subject or no? Yeah, here in just a couple minutes. I'm sure, you guys got lists, and I didn't have time. Well. That's okay. I'm dedicated. You know, f- off. <laughs> what did I say last night? I was very, I'm, I'm very anal retentive when it, c- it comes to things like this. So I would naturally make a list because that's just how you I am. Use that phrase a lot, and it makes me feel weird. I'm sorry. What was the phrase? Anal retentive. I don't. Is that? It's correct? used accurately. I know. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> You're having a hard time getting past that first word. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She might have tr- trouble getting past retentive because it's a weird sounding word. No. Okay. <laughs> I know what the phrase means. I just yeah. don't like you saying it so much. That's okay. Okay. It's on. true, though. Yeah. He is very anal. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> just a tip. Just, okay. <laughs> Can we move the f- God. Yeah, sorry. Well, I just wanted to put my nose in it just a little bit. So, so anyway. stop. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> to be honest, I, I think I've seen a little bit started. of a turn. Uh-huh. I used to be the one to say, Fuck. now it's not me. Now it's her. Well, I always said that. <laughs> you make a say. No, I, I, I think you've taken <laughs> that, over. Okay. You've taken over. You, you've taken the throne away from me. Now look, on. You, you've taken his, you've taken his obscenity, and I've, I've taken other material. <laughs> <laughs> We're just stealing it from you, I'm yeah. f- f- stealing it from everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I hear something funny, I just kind of repeat it back to you guys. So you're just like a parrot. <laughs> you know, uh, going back to what you were just talking about with your dad, it does make me wonder: Does your dad actually listen to these? Um. Does he know? Does he know what a podcast is? Because some people are like, "What's that?" Uh, Your dad yeah. seems pretty intelligent. So. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I think my dad's a really smart guy. Yeah. But uh, no, I think he's. I think he's listened to something that that I've sent. I don't, I don't remember exactly what okay. that I was. Start saying, I hope it's not the first two episodes because those were kind of chaotic. I really have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you can get past um, the first two people. It's okay. Yeah, and the only reason it's I kept because there's a lot of really good material in, material in both, and I wanted to show our advancement, you know, from where we started out okay. with just hit record in the middle of a conversation and go, and then the second one, which, you know, there's some really good stuff where we realized we knew each other, me and uh, yeah. Sir Bradley here, so. Well, I've gone back on, a, well, there's one podcast I started listening to pretty early on, the Jenna Julian podcast, and then one, the, which one was it, the... It was either Generation Y or the Stuff They Don't Want You to Know podcast. I can't remember, but I went. Great podcast. Great podcast. I was like, you know what? Let's just go go to the start because I realized there was like years of it. So I like went back, 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 back. And I could tell like the enthusiasm was the same, but the quality of like. The audio. Even the the 
the audio of their soundtrack or their like opening thing, music like oh, ours, the opening music yeah was it so different I'm like, the, wow. they, uh, the generation Y at least there was a band that listened to them and they said well let, let us record you a new track because they did what I did I they went got to a, a pretty good pretty good I went to a, a website and purchased that track so that we were the only ones that would be able to use it so uh, that's that's what they did originally and uh, now teacher Brad has a thought. Yes. I wasn't going to interrupt. I was just <laughs> waiting. I was, I'm, I'm I holding my finger up here so I remember to chime in. I thought in you were doing the Richard Pryor uh, middle finger. <laughs> no. <laughs> to finish your story, Matt. Okay. I'm sorry I, no, I, for her interrupting. Hey. <laughs> so that's what they did. And then a band started really listen, you know, listening to all their uh, episodes and just fell in love with the podcast. So they said, hey, can we record a song for you? So what the music that they have now is what that band had recorded. Yes, sir, Bradley. Okay. Um, I noticed, um, or noticed, I, I remember it's something of a conversation that we had at some point about other podcasts and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, you know, who do you listen to, blah, 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 and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And I'm like, you know, I don't really know that I listen to them. I just listen to, like, clips on YouTube. Right. You know, um, and then I, I realized last night that, yeah, I. I guess I was watching these videos that were essentially podcasts. I didn't really pay attention to it, but mm-hmm. and they make mention of their podcast, you know, while I'm watching them. So it's it's essentially what we're doing, but they have video, yeah. and I watch it on YouTube instead. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, well, it's it's just a it's a, a step forward in uh, the type of material they can put out there. Uh, the reason I don't do uh, – we haven't done video yet. One, well, obviously, well, we is because – we don't have a of, camera. <laughs> well, we don't have a budget. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have a budget for a nice camera like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So um, this uh, this podcast is uh, – it has a very – it kind of a funny name. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, how I have a, a, a hilarious name for our second show that Kat does not <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, this show has kind of a funny name as well. 2P3H. It's, <laughs> it's, it's called uh, Going In Raw. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> now, the Raw is for Raw is in WWE Monday Night Raw. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's essentially them discussing, you know, wrestling things. Right. Uh, so, but, but the funny name. And me realizing, oh, shit, this is a podcast I'm listening to. I didn't, I just never really realized it, looked at it that way. Yeah. This is, um, you know, this is a podcast that has a funny name. It, well, it's, I mean, it's very unique, yeah. obviously. If you don't get that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. You know, sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to explain it to you. No. <laughs> but, but I'd started a. a listening to podcasts a number of years ago um just some really early ones where the quality wasn't that great I actually started listening to it started on youtube and i i followed felicia day and chris hardwick when, uh, when they did geek and sundry and what was the name of that company chris hardwick used to run um I can't remember what the name is, but it's now, it's now the podcast that it is now is called ID10T, like idiot, but spelled yeah. out ID10T. Oh, I can't remember. All I can think of is Geek and Sundry. <laughs> well, anyway, they, they, they've oh, kind of separated true. themselves from him since he yeah. took himself out as his their CEO. He sold his stuff and just, yeah. you know, anyway. I so I started listening to those um, mainly because I would drive a lot back and forth um, 
to, well, part of the time he was to go see you and <laughs> you know, know stuff like that. So it would run late at night or you know just any of that drive, and I started listening to them, and it helped me pass time. So, so then I <laughs> branched out and started listening to a ton more. And I have a I have a bunch on there that I look. I mean, you're behind in listening to podcasts. One reason why is because there's so many that I listen to, and two is because you know trying to get this podcast on the ground, uh, you know, get it going. So I'm catching up, <laughs> trying there's, to anyway. There's definitely some I'm subscribed to that I haven't really dived too deep into, or yeah. like they've gone on a break and I haven't like got back into them. Yeah. But yeah, let's see. So there's. Two podcasts I listen to that, well, one I one I know for sure has a video. Uh, right. Has like, it's actually called, it's the, the Jenna Julian podcast. <laughs> I know I keep referencing that. Of course it is, little Jenna. Shush. Um, <laughs> that they actually started on, what was it? You Now or something? Like it was a live video, but it didn't save. They didn't have like control over it. Oh. Like, it's all like YouTube just, is now. No, no, they would just like sit and talk and like they would have a chat going or whatever. And then people are like, well, I'd like to, you know, I couldn't make it. I couldn't like watch it. So they started recording it. And then I was listening to it was the the podcast. um, Stuff your mom. I'm going to get the name right. Stuff Stuff your mom. Whoa, that sounds really bad. Explicit. Stuff mom never told you. Sick. I was listening to a more recent episode of theirs, and they mentioned a YouTube channel. So uh-huh. I think now they're doing video. I'll have cool. to go, go find them. But yeah. I think it's cool to... Like, if you have a, the budget and the ability to do a good video, mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't, you don't want to just put out a weird video that right. doesn't even look good. Like, that's not... There's not a point in doing that. But if you have the ability to do that, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because, you know, some people like to like to watch it, you know. Oh, I'd, 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 I'd rather watch any day. <laughs> so while you're, uh, so while you're on the subject, and you did so well in that the last episode, it's time for us for for us to do a little ad. Would you like to speak about our sponsor for just a second? Really? Since you did so, <laughs> since you did so well, he don't like my. <laughs> okay, Let's see how it is. Well, I gotta do it now. Okay. <laughs> That's because you messed it up so bad last time. Yeah, I I, I, I'm afraid I'll do it again. Just <laughs> because <laughs> she knows it's true. Yeah, yeah. well, you were so, I was I was like, so bad. I was yeah. like, how long have you appeared? Okay. And then I'd probably try to make it as vulgar as I possibly could. So. Okay, anyways, I guess we've reached... <laughs> we, we can get all the stains out that Mona couldn't get out of her <laughs> Anyways, I, I guess it's time to mention our first sponsor yes. of the day. Our first sponsor of the day is Key Dry Cleaners, located at 401 Happy Valley Road, Glasgow, Kentucky. Um, we do draperies, comforters. We have a seamstress who can do alterations. We do laundered shirts. We clean pretty much just about anything. Um, and if we can't clean it, we'll tell you. In a nice way, of course. Um, our hours are 7 a.m. to 5.30, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Our phone number it's 270-651-2416. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I haven't memorized that part yet. Um, we also have a Facebook page. Um, you can find us Key Dry Cleaners. Um, the username, if you search by usernames on Facebook, it's Key Dry Cleaners 30. Um, 
And you can also leave us a review on there. You can leave us a review on Google if you want to. I also learned today <laughs> while trying to establish this business on Google uh, for them to like publish everything that would be really helpful for people to find. You got to pay, <laughs> which I mean, I guess I should have realized that, but I was kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, unfortunately, ain't nothing in life for free. I know. I mean, but that's okay. I guess as long as people can find like the address and the phone number, I yeah. mean, but it'd be nice if all the other stuff is up there too. But anyways, there's the information. Um, so yeah, yeah. dry cleaners. You got to get something clean, bring it on down. Got to get something fixed. They'll yeah. take care of it. Get Even them. if you're just visiting, you know, staying at the one of the hotels or whatever, if you're here for a few days and you mess something up or you only brought a few outfits or whatever and just bring it on out. Cause we have lots of people, you know, they're traveling or they're living here temporarily because of work and they'll bring in their clothes. So. And why? Because at Key Dry Cleaners, it's where all your dry cleaning needs are met with a smile. Yes. Anyway, I was going to add, you know, hey, come in and get those things, you know, cleaned out. You know, but, <laughs> you know what? Uh, Actually, that does happen. I'm not even <laughs> it really does, especially in the during the flu season, man. And oh. not even just oh, animals. Really? Yeah, yes. no joke. And there's, I mean, uh, okay, 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 not to be graphic, you can't, if <laughs> doesn't like it, we can edit this part out. Think you of don't have to say it was <laughs> but I'll edit that part. Okay, just edit, okay. Think of a body fluid, it's probably been cleaned off a garment or something at the cleaners. Well, I'm sure. Even if sure. they didn't tell us about it. Because, I mean, there, sure. there are, it's like there are some retirees who aren't as just. hygienic as they used to be because or just. They're, they're on a very limited budget. You know, they've got. I understand. You know, so they will wear and rewear and rewear. A lot of times they'll bring their stuff in once a month and they've been able to wear their stuff every day for about a month. So, I mean, you can imagine the, the oils and the dirt, just the naturally. Some people. Oh, I understand. Yeah. I just, you Some know, people just I have themselves. to make a <laughs> joke because it's funny. <laughs> but it's uh, my reality sometimes. Well, that's okay. All right. So we, we put plastic bags in our hands to, to get that shit in the washer. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Thank so you. let's get on with this let's because we go, we're going to run out of time and we're going to have to make this a two-parter. All right. So t- you guys have list. You guys do a few first. Okay. So tonight's main topic is influential movies. Just like uh, last week, uh, last uh, episode in which we covered something like this or similar to that of influential TV shows. I can't talk. That it's, was a lot of words to yes. just say TV shows. I know. I'm a little wordy. <laughs> All right. So who would like to go first? Brad, would you like to go first? Would you like me to? Anybody? How many you got? I got five hard go. episodes. <laughs> go. Go. All right. I don't have that many. And there may actually be some crossover, so. Yeah. All right. Um, These are not. Let's just hope we don't got the same. We don't have the same ones. Well, I'll tell you what. This, I'm sure this that. First one, this I first cares. one, I guarantee we do. Uh, this first, now, these aren't in any well, I already know what it is, then. Yeah. These aren't in any semblance of order of importance, but these were just influential to me. First movie is Showdown. 1993. We did. We spoke about this a little bit uh, during <laughs> our episodes. Sorry. It's not a lot of editing for you, but <laughs> Yeah. That show uh, came out in 1993, um, I was, starring I was two years old. Billy Blanks, uh, a guy named Ken Scott, who pretty much only did that movie, um, <laughs> and Christine Taylor. Oh yeah. Now I have to say, one of the character names on here, I love uh, one of the actors' names. I love it, Patrick Kilpatrick. <laughs> oh my god! I love it. That's his real name. Uh, Brian James. Why would his parents do that to him? I don't know. 
But there was also a Brian James and a John Asher. Uh, all of them, if you look up their IMDb pages, uh, they've been in a lot of stuff. You've probably seen them in a lot of movies growing up. You just didn't realize who they were. Um, Me. <laughs> yeah, so basically the plot of that was an ex-policeman uh, becomes a school janitor and a, a new kid shows up at the school and uh, even though as I mentioned before in one of the earlier podcasts he he looks like he's chiseled from granite <laughs> man is muscle yeah. from head to freaking toe uh, they don't show him shirtless until you know toward the end because but, uh, because martial arts yeah. made him that way yeah because <laughs> training doing, doing push ups and running through the sand dunes with a backpack full of rocks on your back is going to give you a shredded physique that only <laughs> Yeah. testosterone can do you know <laughs> um so uh, but anyway th- he's a new student and he joins this school and it's the roughest school in the country that's the way they make it out to be and uh these new martial arts bullies these elite fighters from this el- elite underground type of school um he teaches them how to defend himself as a janitor um this, this from sound, these people this sounds a lot like the karate kid it is exactly like the Did karate kid say that part right there like, <laughs> but that was the point of explaining it so that the audience can be like this sounds like karate kid. since you've never seen it and never really heard of it that's the reaction i was hoping the audience would give because i knew as you i would see give the karate reaction. kid all of them yes so in essence you've seen this except mr miyagi <laughs> is black and not asian so, oh, <laughs> but miyagi. basically okay my favorite scene in the whole movie is when he ripped his shirt off and i'll tell you why it's because the whole movie, he's made it, and he's been this geek. You know, he's been picked on. He's this little guy, and then he learns to fight, and then he gets in this underground martial arts fight, and then he beats up his bully, That's or at the very kid. tail end of the fight where he's beating <laughs> his bully, he takes off his oversized gray T-shirt, chiseled, head to toe, and these girls just, oh, it is so ridiculous, I but I love it. It's hilarious. I, mean, I don't think the karate kid ever tore a shirt off. Okay, memory, so, but you know, that, I'm... The karate kid. <laughs> I'm one of the 10,000 people in the world that has seen this movie. Yes. Uh, so. And you were like, I have not seen that movie so long. I can't find it anywhere. So I've got it on YouTube. So I sent him yeah. the link. Yeah. Watched it immediately. So yes. I got home. And wasn't it just gloriously cheesy? Oh, yeah. I, I don't oh. remember. I didn't remember it being quite so cheesy, but. Yeah. Well, Brian James, I, I guess because you didn't pick up yeah. on those things quite yeah. as much as a kid, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's when I so. saw it. You know, I hadn't seen that movie in 20 years, but uh, just, I don't I think got, anybody else has either. Uh, <laughs> nostalgia kicked me in the balls so hard that day. Oh, I mean, it was it was great. Yeah. I guess you're gonna have to link the movie since you mentioned it's uh, on YouTube. No, I'm not gonna link it to YouTube, but I'll do the I'll do uh, any yeah. link we mentioned like that. It will be in the show notes, um, except for the the lengthy ones I was talking about earlier, where I said oh, do, do, do this, do this, do this, uh, but like to the movies that we're talking about tonight and even through the honorable mentions i will put the links to the imdb pages okay yeah in the show notes if you want a bootleg movie you can look for it yourself on youtube yeah (laughs) or put lockers Uh, speaking of the karate kid karate (laughs) kid did make uh my honorable mentions Oh, so we did have a little bit of crossover. <laughs> a little bit. Um, wow. and not just necessarily the Karate Kid itself, but the entire series, really. Yeah. Um, and that goes for pretty much anything I have listed here yeah. that um, you know has more than one movie made. But um, yeah. So, but I, I'm, it, when you said Showdown, it, it did kind of throw me through a loop. I didn't. I didn't think a thing in the world of it, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed that as a kid too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, we're not just listing the movies. We're talking about why they were influential. It's like, we can talk about why Karate Kid and Showdown was influential because 
inside us, we're always that kid that always felt like that we were less than somebody else. You know, well, it was um, you could relate to the characters. You could really relate to them, yes. Yeah. And then you were always the one that wanted to learn how to defend yourself against the bullies and then get the girl at the end. Mm-hmm. What's what's not to relate to that? So that that's like uh, you know one of your <laughs> types of movies where it, it kind of just shapes you, it forms you. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. That's that's what the whole point of this whole these whole episodes have been. It's just like how have they influenced you? Well, that right there, at least to me, uh, I don't know if I'm answering for Brad or not, but it kind of shapes who you are as being that person. You know, you can relate to those characters. Maybe getting picked on. I wasn't necessarily picked on. I wasn't in grade school, but that's a story for another podcast because it ended up being hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, but uh, I mean, I have a couple of what I would call. Sh- you know, eighties, nineties uh, martial I'm arts des- movies. On, I'm desperate to know on what, on my list. You guys but. that are the same. Like I want to know so bad. Uh, well, I guess maybe we can go over that toward the end of the show or something. Maybe, but I don't want to intentionally go over you know same the same yeah. ones, right? Because you know our well, re- if, if, if the reactions a, are, are are better when they're yeah. organic. Yeah. You and know? now, if if there is a if there is a movie that one of us mentions, like just right here, Showdown, Karate Kid, they're similar. But if they were the exact same ones that are on each other's list, it's like, oh, that's a great reaction. So, uh, like I know that we're not going to go, you know, diving into detail, but you know, I have Ninja Three: The Domination, which was my favorite, um, you know, um, ninja movie. Yeah. You know, back in the day. Uh, I've also got Best of the Best that's on, on there. Mine. See, that's um, on mine. So we can both talk about that now. Best of the Best. Oh, that was a great movie. Uh, where, is it, where is it at on my list here? I was, um, you know, before I had, uh, well, I mean, before I my back started, you know, really, really acting yeah. up and I was still able to be active in karate, um, I was called um, Eric Roberts. Eric or, Roberts, or, Philip Ree, Chris Penn, uh, Simon Ree, his brother, yeah. was in it. Uh, Sally Kirkland, who has been in a lot of movies throughout the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Um, and the, the great the James Earl Jones. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so basically, the, the movie came out in 1989. And I think it, it actually can translate well today because of the atmosphere of the world right now. Yeah, y'all, yeah, I was and, thinking about that uh, as I was writing this, you, you know, know how it ends. So basically, here's the here's the, t- the description. A ragtag taekwondo team is brought together in the US to form the US Olympic Taekwondo team to fight against the Korean Taekwondo team. Ooh. Now, I don't know if they ever specify whether it was North Korea or South Korea. I'd say if they, you know, in order for the Olympics, did. I think they did Korea. specify in the movie. I don't think I don't North work. Korea participated in the Olympics back then. No. Um so, but either way, <laughs> this I, wasn't like an Olympic thing, though. I, I don't, I don't really know. It was idea Team how. USA. I remember the Jackets. They had a, a, so. right, but it was only USA versus whichever Korea you know team yeah. this was. There was no um, Japan, China, that could be Brazil. It. You know, there were no other again, countries you know, other it, than you're, these you're looking two. At a, you're looking at a martial arts film that probably didn't have that huge of a budget anyway. After they, you mm-hmm. pay for James Earl Jones, <laughs> and Eric Roberts, after him, and yeah. Sally Kirkland, you know, and Chris Penn. Yeah, exactly. So when you've got these, you know, big name actors, especially back then, Eric Roberts was huge back then, huge. He was everywhere. Um, uh, for the listeners that don't know, that's Julia Roberts' brother. Yes. So, oh. yes, and for those that actually are familiar with the name but don't know who he is, he was actually a cast member in season uh, one or two of Heroes, the movie, uh, the TV show that okay. came out 
number of years ago. He was. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people that would listen to this podcast are probably a little more familiar with that show. Uh, he played. Uh, he played Batman one of the, Begins. I think. Yeah, he was in Batman. No, no, Be- no, no, uh, no. It was the one with Heath Ledger as the Joker. Dark Knight. So Dark Knight. Yeah. Yes, he was in that. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely a little more contemporary. Uh, right there. There's a man Heath Ledger on the wall right there. <laughs> Um, anyway, I, I do have one more martial art movie on here, but I'm going to stay quiet about it because okay. I think you might possibly have it on your list. So we'll I'm see. not, we'll you see. know, we'll get to it at mm-hmm. the end if for whatever reason we don't discuss it. Yeah. So, well, the, the, the reason why best of the best kind of resonates with me. And like I said, other than today, it was just the camaraderie and the learning how to deal with one another, even though you come from different parts of the U S or the world, you know, spoilers, Mm-hmm. Go watch the movie. It's great. Um, but on both sides, people coming together. Come together goal. without women, without alcohol. Because <laughs> uh, no. that, that's part of the, that's part part of of the, the movie. movie. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. That bar so, fight was amazing. Yep. I think it would rival uh, any of the bar fights in Roadhouse, even though that's a great movie. That, that did not make the list. It was a possible, uh, you know. One at the very end, but it, mm-hmm. I, it just couldn't make it because it's on a thousand times a year on TBS and TNT. So, <laughs> yeah, so. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, best of the best. That's good. Um, let's see. I'll go. I'll go to my number two. That was my number three. But like I said, they weren't in any semblance of order. Uh, the next one down on the list is actually a combination of two movies. So I count them as one because they're only a year apart. And I watched these movies so stinking much that I, for many years, I knew the lines straight through from beginning to end. If you started the first movie, played it all the way through, I could say all the lines, mm-hmm. immediately start the second movie, all the way to the and end, yeah. I could say the lines. I'm kind of like that with a couple of movies. Wayne's World 1 and 2. Wow, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, is this 3 and 4, or is this just 3? Do what? Oh, no, no, it's just 3. Just, uh, no, okay. Uh, well, 3, yeah. So it's just one. It's concluded yes. together. It's it, one. Okay. I yeah. consider gotcha. it one universe. So I just put them all both together. Right. Right. Uh, one universe. My, yeah. <laughs> I mean, one came, uh, the first one came out in 92. The other one came out in 93. Uh, you got Mike Myers, Danny Car- Carvey, T. Carrer, Ed O'Neill, Alice Cooper, and Robert Patrick were the big named actors in the first movie. Well, there was actually one more that. Rob Lowe? Rob Lowe. I almost forgot about Rob Lowe. Yes, Rob Lowe. What was that? Was it? Do you know who that name is? Just go on. <laughs> was that a? I was making fun of you. Oh, oh. Rob Lowe, so good no, looking or something. No, oh. <laughs> no, she's making fun of me. Okay, but there was one character other than the main characters that actually was in both films as two different characters. Chris Farley. No, <laughs> he was a security guard for Alice Cooper in the first movie, and in the second one, he. Uh, in Wayne's World 2, he was uh, wanting to audition to be a security guard for the festival. Uh, so Wayne's World 2 had Christopher Walken, Kim Basinger, Drew Barrymore, Heather Locklear, and Aerosmith, as well as Chris Farley. So, uh, the p- point of both movies was in the first movie, Wayne and Garth get a, uh, a deal to be able to put their TV show from local ac- access cable to national television. And the second one was about how they're wanting to put a festival together a la Wayne Stock. <laughs> yeah i although i think that festival would have been way more uh, successful than the fire festival oh what was the uh Jesus. what was the chick's name the actress's name that uh, was the bass player in the band or whatever oh i cannot remember um asian lady t career 
Okay. Wait, what? Tia Carrere. Okay. Ooh, dream weaver. <laughs> Anytime Wayne saw her in the first movie, that's what that's we played. what played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you all haven't seen those the, the movies, they're cheesy, but I mean it's uh, it's well, my, Mike Myers' formidable movies that put him on the map. So and uh, one of my favorite things about that movie was all the the product placements. <laughs> yes. <laughs> New print, little, yellow, yeah. different. <laughs> I will not bow down to any form of uh, product placement. And he's holding a Pizza Hut box and a <laughs> Pepsi cup and. <laughs> Oh, it's great! Uh, if you trust me, people, if you like any of Mike Myers' movies, whether it's Shrek or the Austin Powers movies, you will like Wayne's World. It's one of his earlier ones. It's what put him on the map because it was a it was actually a Saturday Night Live produced film. So you'll enjoy it. <laughs> one that I just now thought of mm-hmm. um, off yeah. the top of my head. It, it, it's not on no list whatsoever, and yeah. it, it wasn't exactly something. Because when I made the list, I wasn't thinking really of uh, things that have influenced me much as an adult or anything. It was mostly, you know, as a child or, you know, teenager or so on and so forth. But um, Stephen Lynch, the the movie, it was a concert that we were actually listening to, you know, off. Live at the El Rey. Yes. Yes. that right there really got me into um, comedy stand-ups. He's the only comedian that I know of that can write a song about sometimes you have to. Sometimes you just have to kill a kitten and not get in trouble with PETA. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, if anybody out there has not listened or heard of Stephen Lynch, uh, and you are. Not easily offended. <laughs> yeah, uh, have a listen. Some of the some of my one of my favorite ones was Alter Boy, and, and it's very offensive, but it's hilarious. Oh it, my gosh! Yeah. Uh, now a, a little nugget behind this is, um, I've heard him talk about that the fact that he wrote this that song in particular. Mm-hmm. Kind of before all this Catholic priest stuff started coming <laughs> out, so yeah. it was. Um, uh, yeah, and before L- the LGBTQ community got huge, he wrote songs like "If I Were Gay." Uh, <laughs> what was that one about? Where his dad called him called him a wanking. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, that's the guy we we talked about him last time. It's night. called "Talk to Me, Dad." Talk to me, Dad. Yeah, uh, it's uh, <laughs> just listen to him uh, with an open mind. We and, listen, you mentioned him in the last yeah. one. Open up your, you know, your your laughing jowls and just enjoy laughing it. Jowls. Yeah. That's so right. so Stephen Lynch and that that particular um, you know special in particular, uh, you know, really, you know, got me into the stand up comics. So I will I will link uh, him uh, Wikipedia page Wikipedia. So I know I know I got that look even right as I started saying it. <laughs> uh, see, I didn't even look at you. I looked at her. Yeah. I was wanting to see what kind of reaction she was. Did you see the eyebrows start raising. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> The, I'll, I will link his Wikipedia page as well as his uh, uh, personal web page so that you can uh, learn more about him. Uh, I'm not going to link anything to YouTube because obviously nobody owns his stuff except for him. And I don't want to link anything that will get anybody else, including myself, in trouble. So, so I mean, I I'm sitting here. I've still got three what we what we've been calling is hard ones, yeah. Well, you know, not heard. being as honorable mention, but that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, we've not really heard much from Cat, so you know, fire is far away. Yeah, you said you had a TV movie. No, I didn't. I did. Oh, say that. Oh, well, it's no, I, uh, 
it's it by the way so <laughs> that's cool man yeah yeah it it was a well it, 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 i think technically it was a tv miniseries but it was a tv was made for tv oh. is pretty much but what it was, it was. I was like, oh. but, but it had a it big only, name it, actors. it was like first half second half so it was it, yeah there was no like series i mean it had uh, john ritter uh the guy from the waltons in it i can never remember his name um uh, tim curry the great tim curry <laughs> yeah tim curry oh. If I, if I could ever meet that man before he passes, I, my life would be um, almost complete. Seth Green as a child. Seth Green as a child. Wow. Jonathan Brandis as a child. Yeah. Yeah. Late Jonathan Brandis. Late Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can talk about Stephen King movies all day because there's so many. But it is definitely one of the best ones that they put out. Uh, I'm not talking about the, the ones that they've put out the past year. I'm talking about, you know, the Tim Curry starred as, uh, you know, the creature. Now I thought, okay. Now, as a child, this uh, this scared the absolute shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, as I've you know gotten older, I've gotten a lot more into the horror things, mm-hmm. and so you know these horror movies they don't really bother me anymore, and I right. really actually kind of get into them. So, but um, yeah, that was that was me for it. I didn't really you know put a lot of detail in it because it was just an honorable mention. Um, so I didn't. Yeah. I didn't divulge into it. It's not one of my hard three, you know, yeah. big three. <laughs> what about you, Cat? What have you got for us? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's, a, what's a movie? Well, Kat? I think we – well, obviously you and I know that the movie she just saw this weekend is probably yeah. very influential she, she to her in the it. entire series. But, yeah, um, it counts. I mean, it, just because we say influential, well, I didn't specifically mean as a child. Well, I, was I just, just said gonna... influential to uh, our oh, lives. No. So, I mean, if, if – go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I could just, I could say, all of the Lord of the Ring movies, all of the Star yeah. Wars movies, all of the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> um, you just got a standing ovation from most of the people out in internet land. <laughs> yeah. Is that like day three of? Yeah, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. And I'm a what? <laughs> <laughs> the f- day dog. <laughs> That'd be a great movie if they that- if it was actually like that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the inappropriate version. Um, well, I the, love Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> He's oh, the, a great actor too, man. The the Hunger Games movies. I was like, that was like a yeah big part. That was like you know because uh, uh, like the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> it was kind of a, it was kind of a weird time. It's like parents were either like totally okay with kids watching Harry Potter, being like, okay, cool, wizard magic, blah, awesome, and then some parents were like real weird about it. It's weird because we owned Lord of the Rings and we watched those. Like parents are weird we, in general, okay. I'm like, there's so. wizards and orcs. It's like the same creatures. <laughs> there's like less humans, actually. Like, what the hell? Um, and the first two are really child movies. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it you gets know, dark, at, it, toward the third, fourth, you know, so on. Well, it starts I mean, to get a little bit more darker each time. I mean, so. They literally like become yeah, exactly. adults. Movies basically. that put Viggo Mortensen on the map. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And proved um, that, uh, gosh, what is that actor's name uh, who uh, which one? Uh, played the uh, the Elf King? What was his name? In, I don't Lord know. of the Rings. Wait. He's I've the only one, seen him once. The each, one that's so. Legolas' dad? Sort of, yeah. Yeah. I think it is his dad, though. It could be. I can't. I anyway, can't uh, I just know he's, he's handsome. Anyway, uh, he's uh, most recently he played uh, Red Skull in uh, the Captain America movie. Um, he also played in the Matrix movies as the 
computer-generated agent that was after Keanu Reeves' character. Oh, yeah. I watched the Matrix movies, too. Mr. It's Anderson. I have never... I don't Matrix, know if the, super... the first one is great. The yeah. second one's in. The third one sucks. I don't know if they're like super influential, but I, but I think it's because the first Matrix movie was so good. Yeah. There was no way the other two movies, even though I liked, if you take the whole storyline as one single unit, that's a great story. However, the way they broke it down, the first movie was so good, there was no way the second or third one could even come close to being as near as good. So that's why that's why the second and third films get panned so much because the movie, first one was so good. And it also it also helped you learn that but Keanu Reeves That kind of fits into to one of my yeah. one of my hard ones. Oh. Let's, see. <laughs> Let's see. I could say like I don't think I've seen every single James Bond movie that's that ever existed, but yeah. I've seen Bond. a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, the Bourne, the Bourne supremacy. Jason Bourne, all of them. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. I was a, am obsessed with trolls. A DreamWorks mm. movie. There's. Mm-hmm. I like almost. Are you not going to mention the I'm, the one? She's the, building up to. Oh, are you going to build up to it? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, Just a tip, man. You give, <laughs> you give me a Disney movie. I'll probably. I mean, I'll. Have either have watched it or will watch it, and will probably most likely enjoy it. Um, I think that's what she was trying to do. She was trying to yeah. just put the tip in first, and yeah. where I was just going all in. Well, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, there's there's so many movies that I like. I could just keep saying titles of movies like Studio Ghibli movies. Um, For those that don't know uh, what Studio Ghibli is, it's like. Uh, well, you know, Disney owns everything. It's just like a... a yeah. It's an animation company out of Japan, right? Yeah. They do. Yeah. They have that very... That's like, just their... They have a specific... That very special, beautiful Is it anime type of, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's and just very... One of the theaters in Bowling Green uh, will have like a Studio Ghibli... Uh, they've done it... Special uh, day. Twice like, to my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Every, like every year, every six months or something like that, they'll have like yeah. a Studio Ghibli. They'll show what, two, three different films? Like more. up to six, actually. Up to six different films. Yeah. My friend Joanna. Of course, you have to buy tickets to all of them, but I yeah. mean, you just well, choose friend, one and go see My friend it. Joanna, she still is. Um, I used to live in Bowling Green, but she still lives there. So she'll, she's the one. Hi, Joanna, see since it. we just said your name on hey, here. <laughs> she's Shout the one out. that'll text me or message me and be like, so Studio Ghibli Fest? I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's sure what it is, Studio Ghibli There's Fest. probably other theaters that do that. And. You know. Not in the surrounding areas. That that's the well, only probably one. Probably like, yeah. you know, out there. But yeah, you they do about six. So if you if you live in this area and you like Studio Ghibli, just keep your keep your ears and eye ear, eyes and ears open. Eyes and ears open. Yeah. <laughs> but you hear all those different movies, the, the genres and the, um, the 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 geek that just sprang oh, forth. Oh, Pokemon. Oh, just give me Pokemon. She's the geek okay. in my heart, Ugh, um, right there. <laughs> I've watched... What is that? Now, I'm not a fan of Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, my God. When I was littler... I guess this is... When I was littler, um, the Land Before Time movies. Oh, yeah, I yeah. We used to watch those in my grade school um, class. What is it? The... What are they called? The ones with Five Old the Mouse. The... Oh, uh, uh, American... American Tale. American Tale. American Tale. Yeah. yeah, American Tale. Yeah. Five Old Goes, Five Old Goes West. That was my favorite I love the one where he goes west. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love those movies. So... Uh, now, I know there's one that the a set of movies you haven't mentioned yet, but I, I bet if I mentioned them, you'd be like, "Yeah," but I'll get to those in a minute because um, you've mentioned a lot. So we've got some more. I've watched a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and there's uh, a lot that I love. <laughs> my next to last, you know, firm movie is Superman the movie. 
1978 Christopher Reeve, Gene Hackman, wow. uh, Jackie Cooper, Marlon Brando, Ned Beatty, and Terrence Stamp, Margaret Kidder masterpiece. Marlon Brando. <laughs> that, that was, you know, he still read his uh, lines from uh, Cute Cards, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still wore, hey, he still wore the ridiculous Kryptonian suit with the Superman symbol on it. And he, he put on a great performance. Um, Don't get me started on Gene Hackman in that. <laughs> Shave your yeah. f- head, man. <laughs> Miss Tessmaka! Um, it is the quintessential Superman origin film that all other films made after that have been compared to and based on. Um, it had Krypton's construction, baby Kal-El sent to uh, Earth, raised on a farm, saves the world from evil, uh, from the evil scientist. Uh, okay, they made that Lex Luthor an amalgamation of a few different types of, of uh, Lex Luthor that they had through the years. They had the evil scientist, uh, the millionaire, and the master criminal mind. And it also had the first meeting of Superman and Lois Lane. And I, I don't have to go too much into that. Superman is just a huge part of my life. It's something I bonded with my late brother on a lot. So uh, anything Superman. My lanyard on my keys is Superman. I, my car is yes. decked out in Superman. <laughs> Superman. It, Actually, I got a tattoo of Superman symbol on my arm. It's. It was funny when we took when we went grocery shopping the other day. We took the middle nephew. And we were buckling. You were buckling him in. He was like, "Oh, you have a Superman car." Yeah. <laughs> um, before I tell my last one a little bit, I will. I'll, I, I figure I can go through my honorable mentions then. Uh, but you, Brad, got another one? What do you What do you want? You want me to go through one of my honorable mentions? You want me to go through one of my hard ones? Yeah, you I got, have to like give a story. You got a couple hard ones left. I have three. That's what she said. I have three. <laughs> <laughs> I have three, three hard ones. That's I'm not, what she said. I've not touched on any of my hard That's ones. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> this verbiage is great. Uh, it's an award-winning podcast that's never going to win a damn thing. <laughs> right. Hell yeah. Uh, so oh, my my first one, that I guess, that I'll go over um, started in the 70s and is still kicking today. Um, it's Rocky. That's in my honorable uh, mention. That's in your honorable mentions. Yes. Well, f- you, it should be The only reason one, is so. uh, honorable mentions is because... <laughs> The movie that I have on there for my last one, it, it just kind of just barely made it out. Okay, so so um, I mean, it was it started in '76 where it start it, it kicked off Stallone's career um, not only as an actor but as a writer, and it's not only just the obviously the first one was you know it won Best Picture in '76. Yeah. Yeah, Stallone's got an Oscar for uh, Best Picture. Um, it was, let's see, the Oscar wins were Picture, Best Director, and Best Film Editing. Uh, nominations uh, were Best Actor, yeah. Actress, supporting two supporting actors, uh, the, the music for Gonna Fly Now, which is a classic. It's iconic. Iconic. Um, yes. and, and sound. So the, yeah. now that's just the Oscars. I mean, the, obviously they had, you know, other, other, award type things right you now so but uh but the fact that it got to it's to the point where okay so uh best actress talia shire mm-hmm. um also uh her character name adrian uh these these movies were so inf- influential to me that i actually considered um 
the names Adrian and also Talia for my daughter. Okay, um, so. Their first words would have to be, you can't win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a fighter, Adrian. That's what I do. I'm a fighter. <laughs> really? I sounded like a mixture of uh, Mickey and Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rock. You're going to get your brains beat in, Rock. So I mean, nobody ever said I could do a good impressions. I never did either. All right, so the the Rocky movies they go uh, from from seventy six to seventy nine, eighty two, eighty five, ninety, uh, and 06. And keeping in the same universe, Creed. Uh, the first one. The first uh, one was in the second one twenty fifteen. Yeah. Second one last year, year twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. So. And it's still a possibility, even though he said he's retired. There's always a possibility he'll put a slight appearance into Creed Three because there will be a third Lordy. Creed. It made enough money, <laughs> believe it or he not. Write it. I have yet to, for whatever reason, I think it's subconsciously. Yeah. I've been putting it off. I've not seen any you're of the Creeds. You're gonna uh, oh, Creed One, so good. Oh, it's so good. I, I compare it to the first Rocky movie. It is. It is not. It is not as good. It is just right under it. It is there. You know, there was a couple of tweaks they could have made, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's my opinion. I really like the music they used in the trailers for the second Creed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> made me feel pumped up. Yeah, I have not I seen the second. Was it going to fly now, or was it one of the past Rocky uh, musics? Or? I don't remember. Because you got, I mean, you got some really iconic, you know, Eye of the Tiger, mm-hmm. you know, from, from Rocky Three. And four. And four. That was the yeah. opening of that Rocky Four. Um, Wait, I was singing the wrong wrong song. Well, the band Survivor. They, <laughs> they done another song in the fourth one. That's yeah. not the wrong tune uh, in my head. Tell you what, uh, Rocky, uh, you know, talk about iconic music. Nobody ever talks about how iconic some of the music was in Rocky Four. I mean, you had well, James I Brown. <laughs> Living in America. That, I do think that was a little. I don't know who. I don't. Sorry, Sly. I don't know what the f you were doing writing a dance number for Apollo Creed. <laughs> um, you know, right before uh, you know, big time. Well, he didn't write match, that. He didn't write Rocky Four. He produced it, and uh, I think he had other writers on Rocky Four. Unless I could be mistaken. No, Sly wrote the first five. Or was it? Oh, he did. He directed four out of four out of the six. Ah, Rocky. that's what it is. That's what it was. Four he, out of the six. He directed but, four out of the six. Okay, but right. uh, yeah, he wrote he wrote the first five. Uh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, all right. Uh, uh, but the show dancers, you know, kind of made up yeah. for it, I guess. You know, <laughs> and, you know, you can and tell. You got, got to look and uh, look at Dolph Lundgren and just stand there awkwardly watching the whole thing go on. It set off his career too. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. He was a he was a uh, some sort of scientist, wasn't he? Uh, uh, I, biologist. He, I don't know uh, about the guy has uh, a his show. intelligence. I, I don't he know anything I, about that, but I do know he that he was. IQ. Um, he was a, a black belt in, I think, multiple, multiple different martial, martial arts. arts. He was also a body uh, amateur bodybuilder. Well, uh, yeah. He kept busy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Sly, uh, I can't remember. I think Sly met him maybe at, I, don't th- I think he met him at a gym and told him to come audition. But I swear, he was he was some sort of scientist. <laughs> you will lose. I must break you. <laughs> uh, so, before we go any further and start winding this down, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about vanity? 
Okay, Ooh. I'll talk about vanity. I don't know enough about them. <laughs> That's okay. All right. So anyway, come get you beautified on. Yeah. <laughs> Vanity Pardon. Salon, 403 Happy Valley Road here in Glasgow, 270-629-4779. The girls of Vanity, uh, they specialize in uh, manicure, pedicure, facials, uh, color. They can uh, do perms. Uh, they can do updos for proms. They'll look, they will, they will enhance what's already there. You know, they do a really good job of that. The, we've had, uh, they've had a lot of the same girls work there for a number of years, and they all, they're always up on the latest trends as well as uh, the ex- just the atmosphere within the salon itself. It's a very, it's a very beautiful looking salon, and it has a little bit of history. It used to be a Chinese restaurant. It was My favorite cell- Chinese yeah, restaurant. Hunan. Oh. <laughs> it used to be a cell phone store. It was a coffee house at one point. Oh, uh, it's been a lot of things. So what'd you say? What what your dad say it was at one point, Brad? I don't know. I can't no, remember. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Um, some sort of a, some sort of a restaurant it wasn't a Chinese restaurant or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. But I think it was before it was the Chinese yes. restaurant. Yeah. Um, some kind of diner. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's been a lot I of things. See it but yes, yeah, so you're not only in here to get a haircut, you also uh, get a little bit of history behind it. But anyway, the girls at Vanity they really do a good job. They work hard and they're very very nice. They're, they're kind people and. They'll do just about anything you ask them to do uh, hair-wise. So if you want to come in and uh, at least talk to them, uh, the number is 270-629-4779. Come make an appointment or just walk on in. Walk-ins are welcome. Yay. Yay. Okay. And uh, anyway. with that being said, so <laughs> I think what you've still got at least one hard I've got, one. I've got one hard one honorable mention. She's obviously got one <laughs> that we know about. Um, I have two. I'm a... But I do want to. Sh- there ain't no way that last one I'm going to do is uh, on your list. But uh, top. Oh, is that on your list? It's on my honorable mention. It's on your honorable mention. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Okay. Well, um, I guess I'll go ahead and get this one out of the way, and then we'll each have you know, I guess one one hard so one left. Wanna, if we want to do our honorable mentions before yeah. we do the last one, we don't got yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, this this one um, is the crow. Um, obviously Brandon was a, uh, I, I don't, what's, what's that damn word? I'm going to sound, I'm going to really show my intelligence here, but what's that damn word that, uh, that, that they say it, whatever it's after death, you get something after death. Curse. No. Curse. <laughs> um, like if an actor got an award post. Post-mortem. Post-mortem. No, that's not. <laughs> no. Wait. If, Posthumous. Posthumous. There we go. That's yeah. that's the word I'm looking for. That's the word I'm we looking both for. Said so, that so, confidently. Yeah. so uh, posthumous. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I did not get into Brandon in, until after his death. Um, I, I, Surprisingly, I, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just the crow, but I did get into I guess because of Brandon. You know, it helped me get into the crow. But um, and obviously, Brandon's father. You and I are very highly yes. Big, 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 big fans. We we have we have a few posters in the in the. We got a few Bruce's in here. Bruce. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Lot. So just just some notes about the crow. It was released um, May '94. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Lee died on set, or not? Excuse me, not on set, but he was he got killed. Shot on set. <laughs> 
uh, from being on set during a um, stunt that and he stunt accident. Yeah. He uh, he passed um, March thirty first of ninety three. He was, if I'm not mistaken, he was getting ready to get married yeah. as soon as the shoot was done. Yes. Uh, so um, there was there was a lot more standout actors in this than I actually realized. I didn't realize it until I was, you know, doing some research today. Uh, the great Ernie Hudson. Of course, of Ghostbusters, Oz. There, he's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, I, I'll link his IMDb page just because he's been in so much. You don't realize he's in it, but he's in it. Um, another, uh, the, the top dollar. I don't, I don't know which, mm-hmm. who, because I don't, every time I've watched that movie, I've never heard him I've never any, heard anybody mention him as the character name Top Dollar, uh, but Michael Wincott. Yes. Um, I recognized him more or know him more for one of the movies that's on my honorable mentions, which is Robin Hood, The Prince of Thieves. Yes. Yes. Not Men in Tights? No. <laughs> not, the, not the Men in Tights version. No, but. Ro- Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner, uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. Uh, wow, she had a long name. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I remembered it. Uh, Christian Slater. Uh, uh, Christian Slater is. Uh, I've got another movie on my honorable mentions. Uh, Cuffs. I don't know if you. Uh, by your reaction, obviously you do remember it. I so. do. I do. And there was another movie he put out that was very that was very influential, but it just eked out. Didn't quite make it to the honorable mention list. I'll go ahead and t- uh, go ahead and tell you. Pumping up the volume. Okay. See. Yeah. No, not for me. Heather's. Oh yeah, I, Heather's. You know, yeah, but, which uh, is a, which is a stage show now, by the way. Uh, but yeah, Cuffs. But Cuffs I'm, was great. I'm not at all a fan of one on Rider. Milia Jovovich uh, from uh, from the, the Resident, Evil. Resident Evil movies. Which yeah. that's actually what I've been watching the past couple of days. Or <laughs> those those movies. Uh, I love her. Love yeah. her. I love I love Cuffs. I just I need to watch that. No, wait, was was she the girlfriend in Cuffs? Yes, she was the. Girlfriend. I don't know why. I, I I never knew that she broke up with him because he wasn't going anywhere, and then his. But uh, then I his do. Brother gets killed. And I always wanted off. to rent that movie as a kid. It was character it, largely Cuffs. largely because of her. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, she was pretty uh, back then. Still pretty. Today, but but uh, oh yeah, still. back then back then I mean. She, she she was just one of those model unknowns that actually had acting talent and sh- and all the guys was like she's pretty. Um, <laughs> she was in another one of my and some um, girls too probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the Return of the Blue Lagoon. I love oh, the Blue yeah. Lagoon movies. Oh my god! Uh, watched the first one here recently. Oh, the first one holds up well. The second one not so much. And no, not 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 quite so much. I think that was that was lack I think that of was done in ninety. I think. Yeah, it was lack but. of uh, writing. The writing wasn't too great for the second one, but the first one was outstanding. That was a coming of age movie. If you ever wanted to see one, yeah, both 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 of them are. Yes. But but obviously the first one was a a better movie. Let's, right. let's be honest about it. But trying not to get too far off topic here. Back on uh, some of the the crow character, yes. uh, David Patrick Kelly. Uh, played T Bird. Yeah, he is. Played in a lot of '80s movies. Um, he was in the. He was in Commando. He was mm. one of the bad guys for for Schwarzenegger to you know Be kill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, he was also in the the newest version of The Longest Yard. He was kind of the oh, yeah. he was the little, little annoying mm-hmm. informant. Mm-hmm. You know, for yeah. the guards, but and he um, didn't age well. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was probably just for the movie, though. Um, another. Uh, Tony Todd. Don't know if anybody recognizes that I name. I know the name. 
Candyman. Candyman, yeah. Yeah. So I still I still have yet to try. <laughs> <laughs> turning the lights off and candy man, candy man, you know. I'm you still yet to try that. But Michael Macy, if I'm saying that correctly, as Fun Boy, the only, yeah. the, really, the only reason I bring him up is because he's the. He had a lot of trauma to overcome because he's the one that pulled the trigger. Yeah. Uh, that that eventually killed Brandon. Yeah, that, to, to be clear to the audience, uh, for those that don't know, it's a possibility that they may not, uh, there was a scene in which uh, Brandon Lee's character is standing on top of a table, and he's... No. No, that's not the scene. Which scene was it? It was. I, uh, I, thought, that, I thought that's what it was, too, for a while. I thought that, that has to be because there's 10 million bullets flying. But no, no it was... Um, obviously... It it got changed because of of what happened to Brandon, but it was it was during the rape scene. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, which I skip. I, I yeah. F- I, I f- it's saying there it are parts of anything. that movie that are a little rough, but it wasn't meant to be a clean movie. Is it is a little rough? It will. I mean, they kind of have to. You gotta have to see the characters go through that in order yeah. to feel you know really connected to them. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's what happened during the rape happened? scene. He, what you essentially see in the film, they had to change it because yeah. it, he, he comes into the door, he gets shot. Yeah. Okay. That's when he really got shot, you know, now that it didn't happen that way in the movie. I think, I think it was a knife, knife throw. throw. And it, it was a later shot. Yeah. So basically but. what happened was uh, the gun that was used was, uh, it was a standard, you know, gun. Uh, but back then they would use blanks. Now, how you make a blank is you use an actual bullet casing and then you have wadding and, you know, something to pack down in there. But then you also have on the other end of it, see these shells, you empty out all the gunpowder, right? And then you cap it you know, with a little plastic or wax. Mm. Uh, but you still have when the hammer or the pin hits the back of the bullet, it still creates a little bit of uh, combustion. And that's what creates that bang. You know, there's still a little bit of bang. And what it did yeah. was... <laughs> the, the the bullet, bullet itself was still in the gun. And when they had... Another, uh, when they it, shot it... It wasn't a, a live round, but it was, it was one that was filled with the powder. Yeah. And that's what essentially pushed it out. Yeah, it pushed the blank out and into Brandon Lee, and that's what killed him. Is he essentially got shot by a bullet? Uh, uh, by a blank. Not, not any gun. A forty-four Magnum. Forty-four so Magnum. That, that's that's dirty. Harry. It was very was close it like range. In it's his chest. Chest. Yeah, chest. yeah. It was very close range um, with a forty-four Magnum. I mean, just a, yeah, dirty Harry style. Yeah, that's that's a powerful yeah. gun. Yeah, and yeah. I, normally I'd make a, I'd make a joke, but I mean it's just you know out of truly out of. Uh, Respect to him and his family and everything. Anyone else? I, I remember. I remember where I was when I heard the news, yeah. and at the time, I was just, I was a small kid. Yeah. Uh, see, I was a fan of his before that because, like I said, me and my brother went to the movies a lot, and we went to go see Rapid Fire. That's the first time I'd seen him in a movie, and I, and I know that movie doesn't get a lot of respect, <laughs> but I love that. I actually fell in love with the music from it by a band called a Hardline with their album Double Clips, which served as a soundtrack to the film. I'm glad you brought up Rapid Bomb Fire. Resin. I was what? in Bomb Resin. I, I, I was in Greenwood, Indiana, which uh, is uh, 
very, 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 very close to Indianapolis. Not confused with Greenwood High School. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I was there. I was visiting family with my dad. Uh, my mom was at home. Um, we had just got back from a blockbuster video, oh, wow. and we had rented Rapid Fire. Whenever the movie was off, he, you know, he, you know, TV cable, you know, whatever yeah. came on. And immediately, that's that's what was being shown that that Brandon Lee w- was killed. Yeah. So uh, I know in so March thirty first of ninety three, yeah. I, I was in Greenwood, Indiana, visiting family. So, and I, I don't exactly know what it is, but for whatever reason, that movie is kind of always taking me to a dark place. So it has whether it's good or bad, it has influenced me. A lot, and um, I mean, I know the the guy that wrote it, um, James O'Barr. Mm-hmm. He he had a tough time getting over the fact that his fiance was killed by a drunk driver. Yeah, and that's essentially what created the crow. I guess it was just him trying to cope with yeah. you know which, the, which the loss, which is yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so. I won't talk about the the sequels. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't think they were bad. Nobody movies. ever does. I didn't think they were bad movies, but they didn't hold up anything close no. to what the original was. No, and honestly, so. to I've be never fair, seen them, I don't think. Honestly, to be fair, they were always compared to the first movie and Brandon now, himself. Now, now oh, the fourth, yeah. the fourth movie was god awful. Uh, well, it starred Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong. Uh, from I don't know Terminator the guys. Two. I I, you guys talked about this actor a week or two ago, but it, it was uh, the guy that played Angel. Oh, yeah. Uh, David. Uh, David Boreanaz. Yeah, he was in it. Uh, Tara Reid was in it. There are. <laughs> it was Sharknado, but I, in crow I didn't, form. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't make you know a list of everybody, but there are several yeah. other bigger names that were in that movie. Um, yeah. But it was just. Sounds yeah, like it was job. terrible. <laughs> So essentially, Crow two and three weren't bad movies per se, but they just didn't hold up to four. I'd say four was just so they could retain the rights. Uh, maybe they, they, they do that a lot. Get they out have, a movie, keep the rights. They have yeah. talked and talked and talked about doing a remake, uh, and everything that's ever it looked always like falls it, apart. it always falls apart. So. Yeah. Um, I've got some honorable mentions here. Uh, First one was, and you'll be surprised this one actually didn't make my main list, uh, the Masters of the Universe movie from 1987 starring Dolph Lundgren. What? Yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, I thought that that might be on there. That's why I didn't mention it when we were talking about Dolph Lundgren a minute ago. Well, it it actually ties into something we were talking about earlier, but I I considered all the Rocky and Creed films, the whole franchise from 76 to 18, as an honorable mention. Uh, Rambo was the same for me. I I assumed that when I talked about Rocky and you said something else, I thought, okay, well, maybe Rambo is in there, so I won't talk about it right now. But Uh, Rambo was huge for me. uh, The Crow, of course. We just got to talking about that. Um, True Lies um, from 1994. (sighs) Uh, One scene in particular. (laughs) Oh Lord! <laughs> oh no, that's a, parents a, wouldn't let me watch that. True Lies is a great it, film. I know uh, the guy doesn't exactly have the greatest of reputations, but I love Tom Arnold. <laughs> and that movie he is, great. is hilarious. My favorite parts when they're shooting at him and he hides behind this little uh, utility pole that is only about two inches wide, and they miss him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's not a small guy. 
he is. Well, he is. Well, he was really Bigger tiny for a while, and he put on a little bit of weight. <laughs> uh, but his, the entire Arnold film collection, you know, from 1969, from Hercules in New York, all the way. Through. Oh my God, man! How the fuck did I forget Conan? Yeah, the oh Conan my God, films, man! All the way up to his most recent movie, The New Terminator, that's going to come out. The whole gamut. I, I really want to um, kick my own ass right now because Conan was very influential. I, I watched that movie. See, every time I tried writing something down for Arnold, I just I crossed it out. I was like, no, I just put the whole. Collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. I watch both of those Conan movies two to three times a year. <laughs> It's crazy. So I don't know why uh, I didn't think of that. He still but. wants to do King Conan. He mentioned that recently. He still wants to do King Conan. I, I think I, I. I think he needs to be covered up <laughs> because he's not going to look like he used look, to. Look, all he has in King Conan in the King Conan comics, he was covered up except for his arms. He's still jacked in his arms. Yeah, he, could, all he has yeah. to do is just wear that and have the arm. He's yeah. Um, I'd gladly go for, see it. I'd gladly. I've got. Go see I've it. got two more. Of the honorable mentions, uh, Cliffhanger, 1993. Uh, uh, she almost watched it the other uh, one time. Sylvester Stallone, John Lithgow, oh, uh, Michael Rooker, Michael Rooker from. Uh, if our younger audience doesn't know who that is, it's Merle from The Walking Dead. He was also, yeah, uh, he also was from the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, films too. Um, also, Mallrats. Yes, which was my my gateway <laughs> into the Kevin Smith movies. I, thought you were I don't know why the f- now I'm thinking like to- why the f- did I not think yeah. of these Kevin yeah. Smith movies? But well, when you start thinking about every movie you ever seen, like yeah. f- you Wait like movies, and you yeah. start thinking about it. You're like, oh, um, shit, it's and now, last but this is definitely not the number one, or certainly not least. Um, but just because you know, growing up, you always hit that age where you go through a phase, and my phase at this point was surrounded. With the Lost Boys, 1987. I didn't see that movie till less than a year ago. Corey Feldman, Corey, <laughs> oh, really, really, no. yeah. Um, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, the the Kiefer Sutherland with a mullet, <laughs> like the Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, <laughs> um, I oh loved him in the in the um, Young Guns. Yeah, oh, he's a great actor. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says, he's a great actor. Especially when you put alcohol in them. <laughs> he just can't quite make it to set most of the time, yeah. though. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm awful. I'm um, I know that's a that's a huge, huge movie for a lot of people. To me, yeah. it, it it didn't really do much for me. Uh, but but I know it for a huge it audience resonated out there. With me it because did. I was a really big geek back then. Uh, well, I still am. <laughs> but <laughs> back then, what actually got me introduced to a lot of my current friends today uh, was through a shop that used to be in Glasgow called Cutting Edge Games. Do you remember that? No. It was on Columbia Avenue, and it was where the the jail tracker, whatever it is, place is now beside Jolita's or what was Jolita's. Um, oh, here. Jolita's is not there anymore? Nope. That's okay. a, they don't close. That's a, yeah. that's a recent uh, liquor store, right? It was. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right across okay. the street from another liquor store next to a gas station. The, but they, they did say they were the only one on this end of Glasgow that had a drive-thru. <laughs> that was, yeah, the, the that was what, their, what their ad said. Anyway. But the other one delivers, so... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Cutting Edge Games uh, ran by my friend where we got this conference table. And it was it's a beautiful. It was a video game rental store. It was also a place where you could purchase and play tabletop role playing games. And a lot of my now friends hung out there uh, because you know as kids we had nothing else to do. So, <laughs> uh, they, I remember Get Real. 
get real video. Yeah, yeah. that's where what the, I remember. Well, that was that Park Avenue. Store, where Glasgow Liquors is now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember that. So um, what got me for the Lost Boys was I had never seen it up until that point. Uh, they were playing a game called – give me a second. Let me dig around a little bit in that bong resin. <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. See, that's how that that's how that process works. Yeah. Okay. Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> I mean, I've been pretty aware of how it works, but sure. Yeah. You got to see it in slow mo. <laughs> uh, so yeah, <laughs> I think I killed bread. Nice. <laughs> yeah, water went down the wrong hole. It's just yeah. Out water. yeah. I was just thinking about that. No. <laughs> Before I left the house, I'm like, I know it's going to happen to me at some point today, yeah, and it. Did. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so of course with them playing that vampire game, um, a lot of them were trying to be quote unquote goth. You know, because at that point, he, the the Kentucky vampire murders, which I'd love to do a podcast about. I'm listening to a podcast about that. Yeah. About what? <laughs> the Kentucky vampire murders. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, that, that's what really <clears throat> brought. I'd definitely be interested in that. Yeah, that's what I really got somebody else the, that would love to do that. Yeah. That's what would <laughs> probably re- know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, that's what would really <clears throat> brought that tabletop role playing game to the forefront back then was that, and of course, with everybody interested in that, the Lost Boys had a huge resur- resurgence. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got to see it the first time over at a friend's house. They put it on. And I was, I was, I was like, "Yep, I love this movie." I'm sure the wrestler <laughs> um, <clears throat> Gangrel probably uh, oh, brought yeah. that. Oh yeah! Oh my. God, you're uh, digging around your own bong resin. Uh, well, no, it was really kind of in the forefront. Uh, he had he had the best entrance music ever um, the for br- vampire it character. Was, anyway. um, <laughs> I don't remember if, if he come into that himself or if he came into that with. It was his, after that the brood, yeah. Uh, because uh, Edge and Christian are my favorite tag team ever. So, I mean, yeah, they're they're in the forefront of my mind. So I. Yeah. The the but the, yes, the brood music. Oh, it's amazing. Well, the, here's here's that that wrestler, babe. Uh, that wrestler Gangrel, what he would do is, when his entrance music started, the at the stage, I still remember this vividly. Now, the the stage, there was a hole in the stage that would lower down, and it would be lined with uh, you know some pyro flames, and it would be on fire, and then they would rise him up to the middle of the stage, and he looked like a vampire, <laughs> so he's. Walked over that fire after it came to the top, and then he walked to the ring holding this chalice. It looked like one of those old gothic chalices, right? So he turned around. I still remember this vividly. He would turn around, look at the audience, and take a drink of what looked like human blood, and he would spit it up in the air, and it would be all over him. So he was a blonde-headed guy, wore a white, fluffy shirt. So through the whole... And he he actually had uh, a dentist... Those are his real teeth. a, A dentist... Uh, created those fangs yeah. for him. And like, yeah. yeah. So he had their implants. He would consider himself a, a vamp, like a true yeah. vampire. He, he had a dentist put in implant uh, fangs. So you've got <laughs> this guy that looks like a vampire with a big, huge blonde mullet, white, puffy, gothic shirt, and what looks to be blood all over his gear. That's an intimidating fake wrestler. <laughs> but it made him uh, famous. A little bit of a truth nugget here is uh, uh, when he and his wife, which is, she's also a wrestler, um, whenever they got married, they bit each other on the neck. Of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, honey. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, all right. So I guess uh, since we're getting a little bit of short on time here, we've got uh, we've got one more big uh, film for each of us. Um, well, I. 
You go ahead and t- uh, we'll start with yours. No, I just wanted to mention I like I remembered this like ten minutes ago, but uh, like the Shirley Temple movies. I know neither of you probably have ever seen them. No, that's fine. I know who Shirley Temple is. My my daughter when she was like two years old had the exact hair <laughs> as Shirley Temple. Yeah, it was adorable. Yeah. yeah, I grew up. I don't know if I've seen every single one. I probably have, but. I just grew up watching those movies too. Yeah, my microphone will pick this up the best. So this is your this is your main movie. Okay. Oh, you can't play it in. No, because that cord or that extension that I need is uh, in the car. Oh, yes. It's okay. So I'm going to turn your volume up as soon as I remember how to do it on yours. Okay, I got it. Um, I don't know if we can legally do this, but somewhere inserting the brood music would be a tremendous add to this. So. Uh, uh, you can play about 30 seconds of the song, and then they get or is, is this going to give away what what your number one no. is? Yes. No. no. Well, for her, yes, it would. No. For- but here it is. see cat tearing up right now <laughs> that's all we can play i know uh you might want to turn your volume back down in case you get an alert <laughs> <laughs> pretty yeah so what was that cat how to Train Your Dragon. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, from the new movie. No, that was... No, that's... Was it? Well, each... That was a question from the new movie? No. Okay. Like what we just heard. It, I'm, I would is, just assume that's in every movie. That is the opening song of the first movie. Ah, it's yeah. sort of like how Harry Potter has like that iconic song. Yeah. But yeah. each one has its own kind of different... Yeah, but each one, you know, like the last one is like the... Creepiest, and the yeah. first one is the most hopeful sounding. Yeah, um, it's like my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, Starting on Monday and ending on Friday. It's funny, but it's also sad yeah, because it's true. true. <laughs> but the yeah. audience is like, I can relate to this. My <laughs> um, no, it's the I Had to Train Your Dragon Now trilogy. It is complete. Um, it also, oh man, I should have mentioned this last week but the how to train your dragon tv series there was one i think it was probably on nickelodeon i don't know they had two series on there and then they're currently on netflix too on by netflix. the way well the the one okay there's the first movie with the two tv series the second movie another tv series that's in between or no the second movie Oh, wait, no, the TV series that's on Netflix, which is a Netflix series, but I watch it on a TV, so I call it a TV series, is before the second movie. It ties in perfectly to the second movie, and then there's a third. And then there's, like, some comics and, you know, different things in between. But the movies themselves, I don't even honestly know how to put it into words. I don't have a bunch of facts laid out. So, like, what drew you to these? I Well, the very first time... I saw the very first one was 2010 because that's when it was released. I saw it at... Okay, so you were seven then, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So we're looking at... 19. You were 19. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, 
it was at the Franklin Drive-In, which we need to go to this year. Or this year, we never went last year. Yeah. But the Franklin Drive-In, they usually do two movies. And uh, I was with my two best friends. One of them I'm no longer friends with. Um, the other one I'm, is like my sister. Shout out to you, Joanna. Um, but, you know. Hi, it was Joanna. Like, <laughs> Hi, Joanna Banana. It was just like a girls' night, weekend, whatever. Because, you know, you're going to get out late. Um, honest to God, to this day, I could... I mean, I could do just a Google search and figure out the other movie they played. But, gosh, what was it? I don't even know. But we were kind of interested in both movies. So we went. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure How to Train Your Dragon was the first one. Because if there's two and one is more kid-like and the other is more adult, they'll play the kiddish one first. Well, yeah. And then, like, if the parents want to take the littlest ones home, they can. Because you can leave like anytime you want, but um, so you know we're sitting. You paid your money. Get out of here. We, we're sitting there. We got <laughs> our snacks. At the hotel California. <laughs> Tune into the station. La la. Previews play. Go buy your popcorn. All that. You know all that stuff. And then I assume Oops. I. Oh my gosh. Wait, was that your neck cracking into the mic? No, that was my headphones hitting oh. the uh, the pop filter. Because you moved your head. And I yeah, I, I forgot how close I was to it. I thought that was your Sorry, head. audience. Yeah, we're professionals. <laughs> I'm professionally a, look. I'm professionally a klutz. It could have been your neck though, but um, yeah, it needs it. I, you know, I remember it's. Did you get a Viagra stuck in your throat? <laughs> oh my god! Feels like it. Anyways, sorry, so, cat. For sake. Sorry, for cat. For sake. <laughs> and I have a five second pause. Teresa. Okay. <laughs> all previews and all that bullshit done. First movie starting, you know, the logo comes up, music playing, DreamWorks, la la la. And then, you know, it starts. And then pretty much within like 10 seconds of seeing Hiccup, I was like, I love this character. I love this movie. And I was just enthralled from that very second. Just if, if, if that character overcome. was a real human, I would be single right now. I, no. <laughs> I would just ask Astrid to share. <laughs> Let me go on like one day. Uh, no, but Polly anim- animationist. <laughs> Brad, I've got my head down and I'm laughing quietly. <laughs> but All I right. don't like honest like. I mean, I. Here's the it, thing. It's I've just, debated. It, it was the thing for you. Yeah. It's all right. They they, they, they do make <clears throat> very nice looking animated women too. So it, you know, it's all right. But um, Barbarella. Bar- Shut up. Did you say Barbarella? The yeah. f- is that? Are you talking about Jane Fonda? Yeah. They made a cartoon of it. Once. Oh, did they? Yeah. Hey, I didn't here. know that, but <laughs> yeah. wow, f- it's in the sixties. Yeah. No f- idea what that is, and I don't care. Um, <laughs> zero interest in that right now. Yeah. Grace and Frankie. But here's like, I can't. I really can't put it so much into words. Speaking, but I have actually, honestly, thought about even before the third one came out. Um, of like actually like sitting down and like writing a letter to DreamWorks, to John Powell who did the music, to um, oh crap, what's her first name? Cressida Cowell. I don't know. Um, the writer of the book series that the movies are based on. Obviously, there's differences. Mm-hmm. Um, to the director of the movie, John... Oh, Della... Della... Deboy, De, oh, I can see his name in my brain. I can see it, but I can't say hey, it. audience, Google it. 
Yeah, you can. It's <laughs> IMDb. Very, it's very right. easy information to find. Yeah. But never have I ever, with Star Wars or Harry Potter, or like Any anything them. ever felt such the, such a need to actually like reach out, not just tweet and like do a couple of hashtags and tag a couple of people and be like, so this is so be, great. This like, is going this beyond is, being a fanboy. This is must touch pixel. <laughs> you said it, not me. I'm joking. No, but I like. I was trying to be serious. Yeah. Thank you. But like, I don't just thinking about it. It's like you know the the last movie was so complete. It really it it honestly wrapped up. Like I didn't want it to end. Obviously, I want ten more movies. But. I have seen endings of other like trilogies or even like more movies, four, five, Series. six, um, that still leaves so much hanging. Like, mm. and you're kind of like, well, you guys said this was the last one, but there's still like six more questions I have. And while I'm sad it's over, it really did tie up everything like a nice little bow, broke your heart, but also made you happy at the same time. And I got it. I just got to say, like, I've, you know, I've cried at a few movies, a few moments, whatever. Um, some moments still make me cry. Again. I've got a few on my list. Not <laughs> but my honorable mentions. Um, I guess because this is, I don't know. It's just when I saw, you know, like I saw it Saturday. It was Saturday. Um, as soon, okay. As soon as you know. The movie ended. The last mm-hmm. song was like tapering off. The last scene, like they're, I'm not gonna say what happens. You know, they're going off, and they, you know, show the name of the movie at the very end. I literally like covered my mouth with my hand, and I actually brought my Build a Bear toothless with me. <laughs> I was wearing the shirt I'm wearing now. I had my like Thor's hammer on um, that Matt gave to me very kindly. Um, there's a story behind that. I'll, um, You're so uh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, literally, like... There's a story behind how I got that. That has nothing to do with her. I literally, like, bent over and, like, just started sobbing uncontrollably, like... And then you got my attention and made me look back up. And here they fucking are, showing some of the, like, most iconic scenes from all three from movies. From the whole series, yeah. During, you know, I didn't the first want part of nothing. the credits. And it's I like Rocky just, Five. Yeah. I'm just crying, like... Yeah, but that was a sh- yeah, I'm sure I, I'm not. I did, well, the, I say shitty movie. I did not like Tommy Morrison. Okay, you know I'm not the first person that's gonna most likely write a letter to a studio with positive things to say. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing but nice oh. things to say. But Damn, <laughs> that's hilarious, cat. Yeah. Well, I know there's probably people who yeah. bother to write unkind things, but you know, yeah. I just yeah. you know, I've never felt that many, way. I've never many, felt many the need. To do more than just tweet about it. It's like, I really, if that tells you anything, I guess, you know, I kind of, if I ever like actually sit down and do it, maybe I'll share some snippets in a later episode of this podcast or a different one that yeah. has us in it. But All right, well, let's are, you, are, are you, you got one hard one? This is the last one for me. The last of everything. Let me read off my honorable mentions bef- oh, before yes, you get ahead. to that. Yes. Uh, I know Come we're please. trying to wrap this shit up i know um something um uh that always meant a lot to me were a lot of the baseball movies uh like i said baseball was was my first love over any girl i've said that for 20 years now um a league of their own 
Um, oh, great oh, movie. I saw that. I like uh, that. There's no crying in baseball. I cry like a <laughs> f- baby, you know. <laughs> every time. I, I cry at most every baseball movie. Um, Sandlot, uh, 61. 61's my favorite baseball 61's movie. Great. Field of Dreams is a f- tearjerker. That's my favorite one. Um, <clears throat> um, but one that uh, I hope to God that you haven't... Um, that this is not your last one, and I'm going to go ahead and show it to you before I, I mention not, it. I guarantee you it's not. Okay. Back right. to the Future. Nope. Back to the Future series. Um, but it's great. Oh, I've seen those. Yes. Um, they're, you know, fucking amazing. I, I really, they're one of those, if it's on TV, you stop and watch. I really kind of wish they had made a movie, a fourth one, in yeah. tw- 2015, because, yeah. you know, uh, because obviously, you know, their version. None of, of that <laughs> no, no, right. Except for the Cubs winning the World Series. Uh, it was a year late. It was a year late. Yeah. And there was no Miami Gators. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, if there were, it would be the Miami Marlins. But their Marlins, sharks look a lot better than the Sharknado Sharks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but but um, uh, also. Sorry, um, and they still fans. thought Max Headroom would be Just around. reading these off real quick. Uh, da, 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 uh, the Freddie and Jason movies. Oh, yeah. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday Thirteenth. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, Drop Dead Fred. Uh, watched the hell out of that movie. I was never um, a fan of I, that. I guess. Even though I watched the hell out of that movie, I don't remember jack about it now. Um, <laughs> That's uh, why it's an honorable mention. Uh, other than other than Phoebe Cates was in it, and she yeah. has um, Phoebe Cates an iconic. Been, she has a scene, place in my heart. <laughs> the iconic scene for any boy that grew up in the eighties or nineties. Um, <laughs> Just, yeah. just look up Judge uh, Ryan. Papa, uh, Robin, Judge uh, Robin Ryan. Williams, Papa. I actually named, yeah. wanted to name my little sister Sweet Pea because of that movie. You have your sister. I wanted to name my little sister Sweet Pea because of that movie. <laughs> uh, so I got to throw Popeye in there. Disrespected and, film. And uh, damn near all of the '80s Brat Pack movies. So you got Breakfast Club, <laughs> um, yeah. St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, that was a great uh, one. Pretty in Pink. That, that, now that that movie right there put Rob Lowe on the map too. Which. St. Almost Fire. Okay. Yeah. Rob so, Lowe put, Lowe put so the Pretty in Pink, Breakfast Club, uh, Sixteen yeah. Candles, and all those John Hughes movies. So we were Ducky, man. We were Ducky. Ducky. <laughs> yeah. So those candles. those are my honorable mentions. I'm sure that you know By we way, could probably go on for hours on this for but. the contemporary audience who might watch Supergirl on the CW. Uh, John Cryer, who played Ducky, is going to play Lex Luthor in this season. Oh, <laughs> Ducky up in that game. Okay. Yeah, he just he turned evil. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my, for, is for he your, going to be bald? Your yeah. <laughs> my your hard one. My last hard one. That sounds like what's something I'm going to say in about thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the bad place again. I'm sorry. I want to give this a split second just in case you want to edit it out. But if not, live. <laughs> All right. <coughs> yeah, that, that was around the same ballpark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a movie that came out in 1985, and uh, a lot of the actors are still around today. The Goonies. I was actually going to say that when you guys, yeah. That was damn near going to make my honorable mention, but I didn't, I I didn't watch that until like two years ago. I I ruined VHSs and DVDs eventually to the point where I don't own a copy because it's on TV all the time and I still (laughs) stop and watch it. 
It's oh, I love that movie. Uh, Sean Astin, Corey Feldman, uh, Joe uh, Pantoliano, uh, Josh Brolin, who uh, everybody should be familiar with as playing Cable in the Deadpool uh, two movie, as well as Thanos in the Avengers movies. Uh, Martha Plimpton. And Ramsey, who is famous for being in the movie Throw Mama from the Train, and uh, oh, what is his, what is his name? Um, oh my gosh, I didn't write down his name. Some other dude. The, you're talking about watching the Goonies, and that you you stop and watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie that Robert on- Davi. There you go. Robert Davi. Okay. <laughs> the, the movie that that I have to stop and watch if it's on TV is Forrest Gump. That's a great movie. We went to the How plaza can, oh, and watched it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How the fuck did we not mention that earlier? Well, yeah, no. But. I was. <laughs> How did I forget all the Indiana Jones movies? The Mummy me? movies. The Mummy movies. Yeah. I watched. That's okay. what I was going to say earlier. The, you. the Mummy movies, for some reason, like um, when we traveled and it was like we left at night and I couldn't read yeah. because it was dark and my mom would tell me to turn off the backlight because you're driving. <laughs> and I was like, I want to breathe. Turn it off, okay. don't crash. Uh, I was like, okay. So I brought my portable DVD player. Because um, I. Those were your most, road movies. For most of my youth, I couldn't sleep very well in the car, just whatever. Mm-hmm. I would watch the absolute shit out of the Indiana Jones movies and the Mummy movies. Yeah. Like, just. I had to make sure. I was like, okay. I do like those adventure type movies. I was like, okay, how long is the trip? Okay, I'm going to have to. I'm going to want to watch, like, the first and the second. I had to make sure. Because I could only fit so many in the DVD, portable DVD player bag. And yeah. then any others I wanted yeah. to like watch at the destination or whatever were in the back, like in the trunk. And they weren't going to pull over and let me get the other movie out. I just had to make sure I had it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the Goonies, man. Uh, that's just that's just something that I, I always picture myself growing up I, as a Goonie. It, was, it came out in 1985, you know. I didn't see it until I was probably eight years old, which meant it was, I was in the 90s. But ever since I saw it for the first time, I, I couldn't get enough of it. It was great. Uh, basically, if for those that don't know or just go, oh, God, it's the Goonies and don't even know what it's about, <laughs> it's, a, it's in order to save their home from foreclosure, a group of misfit kids set out to find a pirate's ancient valuable treasure. Pirates. See, pirates. Everybody loves pirates. Uh, while running away from a criminal family whom is hot on their trail. And then there's the it's great. deformed guy. Sloth. <laughs> Sloth. <laughs> love. Junk. It's an odd. Sean Austin in that. Sean Astin. Yeah. Austin. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've never been yeah, a fan. Yeah. But, it, but yeah, he plays. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, the character. I'm, I'm outside getting, of Rudy. I'm, but yeah. Oh, he was in a lot of stuff. Uh, he was in yeah. Lord of the Rings movies. He played Sam Gamgee. I just Sam like Gamgee. <laughs> just say people instantly picture his face once you say that. Say yeah. That. But yeah, that's that's Rudy. him. Yeah, he was also uh, most. <laughs> <laughs> such a oh, good man. movie. Now I want to watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was most recently in the most recent season of uh, Stranger Things. Hell so. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so funny seeing yeah. All right. So yeah. quickly, let's go. Uh, the last couple of minutes here, uh, I've decided on what the uh, nostalgic item of the week is. It's actually something I showed Kat the other day. I don't know why I just thought of it. Maybe just thinking about all these movies that have been influential. Mm-hmm. A lot of them I've watched. Oh, you've got another one, of you? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you want to do the item of the week? No, no, that's the last no go ahead. Okay, well, I, I, I understand, audience, this is probably running really long, um, and I'm going to do what I can to speed through it. I, I wish I didn't have to, but that's okay. Hey, happened. We'll be all right. Uh, <clears throat> but the most, inf- I saved this, uh, the most influential movie uh, on me ever 
it's a rom-com, okay? And I didn't oh, maybe not not maybe not so much a rom-comedy, but more Intrigue. of a rom-drama, I guess. Yeah. Romedy. Uh, yeah. But right. um nobody would ever guess this, but it's Jerry Maguire. Ah. Uh, audience, he done showed us the money. I don't know if I've ever seen that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Such a good movie. Doing the research, uh, just to kind of gather a little bit of information uh, from this, I had no idea that it was going to be this much shit. And, and I didn't even <laughs> write I didn't even write it all down. Yeah. Uh, there's just so much stuff in it. But um, okay, just running through uh, some of the, the, uh, the actors and actresses, this was Renee Zellwinger's breakout movie. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite actors of all time, Cuba Gooding Jr. Yep. Mm-hmm. God, he's great. Um, Kelly Preston. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, Kelly Preston. Yeah. Had a, uh, also known as John Travolta's uh, yeah. weird wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because they're Scientologists, had I don't know a, how that works. Uh, had a, had a <laughs> you know, real big crush on her. Had Everybody a, did. <laughs> uh, Jerry O'Connell uh, was in oh, this. He played Cush. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. I'm over. I haven't scratched the surface yet, really. Um, this movie, um, Jay Moore. Yeah. Uh, he played Bob Sugar, Regina King. I don't. Oh, Regina King. She uh, she, she, uh, she won an Oscar last night. She played Robert uh, or Robert Cuba uh, Gooding Jr.'s uh, wife in this, which was actually originally this part went to Janet Jackson. Ah. So, so glad something, something happened, and you know she she was out. But <laughs> uh, but there are references to Janet Jackson in the film, like uh, a couple of times. Uh, Bonnie Hunt. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so name? she's uh, Renee Zellweger's uh, older sister. But I bet I can tell you um, why you love that movie. Uh, are bet, you? Uh, I bet I know. <laughs> Are you thinking of a Tom Cruise thing? A uh, scene? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, why. That's, that's my that slip of the tongue. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that. That is why. Yes. Uh, that's why. This is easily why. This is uh, yeah. you know my most influential movie ever. But uh, everybody fell in love with Jonathan uh, Jonathan Lipnicki, the little oh, boy. The human yeah. head weighs eight pounds. Yeah, that <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> so. It's so damn true. Um, this movie also had Bo Bridges in it as um, oh <laughs> Jerry O'Connell's dad, and uh, and lastly, uh, as far as the actors, um, Ari Spears. Uh, from How the hell did that movie make any mo- any money after paying all these high class actors and actresses? Yeah, I, and if well, I'm being just PC, <laughs> I'll just go to the male form of actor. And there's a <laughs> lot. Even though I've named off all these actors, there's still a lot more to this movie when, when you start digging in. Uh, the uh, writer-director, excuse me, I think he's the writer-director, Cameron Crowe, um, he, uh, he's been involved with some, some big movies uh, over time. Uh, writer-director, producer on several of these. Fast Times at Richmond High. Almost famous, Vanilla Sky, and the one that maybe hits home to some of us, Elizabethtown. Yeah. Um, and if you get the standard box he, definition, there's always a chance that you can see Cuba Gooding's uh, Jr. in the shower scene. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you, you, yeah, and you got to pay attention. <laughs> it's very quick. That's why I stick with widescreen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cameron Crow also uh, I didn't realize this um, great director but uh, 
He also directed uh, a Tom Payne and the Heartbreakers um, music video, which is called Change of Heart. He also directed Almost Famous, just just because uh, that's a great movie, too. That almost made the list, just because that's when I fell in love with Kate Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> but, I fell uh, out of love with Kate Hudson about three months later. <laughs> all right, so now... I went through the actors and actresses here, but uh, essentially what happens in this movie, it's about a uh, sports agent who has um, a life-altering epiphany. Um, And he writes a mission statement that everybody else calls a memo. Mm -hmm. But it's about how he he wants to be more connected with the people that he's involved with, be more personable with them and have that human connection with them um now obviously being in the sports world as as an agent that's what we would probably appear to be kind of a cutthroat industry Mm -hmm. um so that didn't go over very well uh Mm -hmm. with uh his associates uh so he is he's fired yeah uh this is one of the iconic scenes you know and, and he uh, makes his big speech and says, who's speech, coming with Yeah, make huge, huge speech. And uh, the know. only one that goes with them is... I'm not going to go crazy. I mean, no. you know, they, they, they do a, a, uh, a little spoof of this in the movie Half-Baked. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, for our, um, you know, potheads out there. If or there anybody any. that appreciates a Jim Brewer <laughs> and that yeah. spell comedy. So... Um, Wow, where the where the hell did they go? I had Renee Zellweger followed him out when he was leaving his office. He was like, "Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me?" Yeah. After that, and they were just like, uh, uh, "No, I need my paycheck." <laughs> so and she's like, "I'll take a chance." Yeah, yeah. She just want to be. She just wanted to be inspired. Yeah. Um, so this is what kind of draws a uh, romantic connection between yep. the two. Then we we get hit with. Uh, what I would probably consider a now iconic song from Bruce Springsteen, Secret Garden. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to get into that too I'm much not, because uh, I'm going to hit that I'm, again I know I'm going to get a, a lot of hate for this, but I've never really been a fan of Springsteen. I like that song, but I'm not, I am not a follower of the boss. I, I would uh, fall under that category too, but uh, I'm going to try, I'm, I'll get to the music in just a minute, but yep. I mean, there's a ton of uh, sports related cameos. Um, I'm I'm not even reading them all off. This is yeah. just a, a small number of it. We got Mel Kiper Jr., Drew Bledsoe, Troy Aikman, Warren Moon, Barry Switzer, Tim McDonald of My 49ers, baby, uh, <laughs> Rob Moore, Herman Moore, Art Monk, Kerry Collins, NBA player Brent Berry, Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay. All of these were in the movie. Yeah. Made some kind of a cameo in some way, shape, or form. That's not even the broadcasters. The broadcasters are Al Michaels, Michaels. Frank Gifford, yep. Roy Firestone, Mike Tirico. Now, this, I've not got it confirmed, but I've read that that Jerry Maguire himself, the character, was really kind of, um, uh, the inspiration for the Jerry Maguire character was uh, sports agent Drew Rosenhaus. I uh, don't know if you're familiar with him or not, uh, but he's had... He he really he only does NFL players, but he's had some controversial things that happened <laughs> uh, throughout uh, throughout his career, uh, to say the least. Just but, uh, Wikipedia, and you'll you'll understand. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this movie is probably 
is really a very, very quotable movie. It is. Um, you've got, I'm going to read off some lines here. You complete me. Yeah. Romantic as fuck. Uh, <laughs> help me, help you. Help me, help you. That was my next one. I've got it written down here. I don't know if you've been reading this or not. No. You had me at yeah. hello. <laughs> and show me the quant, which was, you know, um, meaning the entire package. Show me yeah. it all. And I didn't even write the biggest one down. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. I think it's because you had show me the written on the paper and you just went with it. Because that's <laughs> no, what I would have done. <laughs> but, but this is one of the most quotable movies uh, ever. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack itself, it's really the most influential part to me. I mean, I was a huge, huge sports fan as a kid. And when this movie came out, you know, and seeing all these sports stars, you know, that's what mm-hmm. I was drawn to with the movie. I, it had nothing to do. I had nothing... This being influential had nothing to do with the romantic part of this movie. Absolutely nothing. Uh, but, I mean, the soundtrack just hit hit throwing out, like I said, not even everybody, but Pete Townsend, Neil Young, Bruce Springsteen, Paul McCartney, Bob Dylan, Nancy Wilson. If you don't know who that is, she's from the band Heart. Um, and bands that are not even in the soundtrack are ACDC, Nirvana, the Rolling Stones, John Coltrane, Miles Davis, Charles Mingus. Seems like there's something I'm missing there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, what? there's one. Oh, I know what it is. It's because anybody that knows me knows how influential Tom Petty is to me. Um and for that very reason, this is why this movie is the most influential to me ever. Um, even though it's, it's not necessarily my favorite movie per se, or it's not the greatest movie in the world, but it's, it is a pretty good movie, but Tom Petty. This was what introduced me to Tom Petty. Um, the scene where Tom Cruise is driving down the road, trying to find something good and fun to listen to, sing along with, and he's... Oh, this sucks. He's this trying sucks. to he's trying to work it out. Is what he's trying to do. He's finally, trying to work uh, everything out. Finally, 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 he gets to free falling, which is yeah. probably Tom Petty's most famous, most iconic. It song. is, and it is the most simple song because it's it, the most uh, most of the song are three chords. The entire song is three chords. Cause I do know how to play, but, it. <laughs> but that just shows but, you the musician. That, uh, this, of course, this will be on another uh, episode, but it just shows you the musicianship. Uh, the type of musician and the genius that is Tom Petty because he took three simple chords and made an iconic song out of it. His, uh, it's, I'd have to say it's easily, it's easily his most iconic song. Um, even it, it is probably closer to a, a pop than a rock song per se, but, um, but it turned a lot of people on who weren't Tom Petty fans into Tom Petty pan- fans thanks to that movie. Which, you want to say Tom Petty pants? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will get into everybody loves Tom Petty pants. I will get into that on a Tom Petty episode, yes. but I won't get I won't diverge into it right now. But but that is why this movie is so influential to me. Yeah. And like I said, anybody that knows me, if they think of me, or if if, if something happens to me and and I die, that's going to be what people think. Automatically, it's, it's going to be Tom Petty. At, at my funeral slash wake, whatever it's going to be, uh, I do expect "Free Fallin'" to be played uh, multiple times. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, last so. dance, Mary Jane. 
<laughs> obviously it's uh mary jane's last dance yeah yeah I had to say both ways so people could understand what I was saying <laughs> because that's how most people uh, most people call it last dance with Mary Jane, Jane but it's not, Mary Jane's last dance exactly yeah. so <laughs> I did that purposely yeah <laughs> not gonna go in because I have two three hours Tom Petty information off the yeah. top of my head we will do an episode so, dedicated yeah and uh, but Tom Petty was not actually in the soundtrack this song no. was not in the soundtrack no. I, it was in it was just in the film it was, it, it was just in the film yeah. um, it, if it had not been in the credits I would have probably uh, not been as big of a fan or yeah. had I been able to find the dream well no I guess if I found it or I did find it found out that this song was not in the soundtrack yeah, I had to find this song, mm-hmm. and it took me to having to buy a Tom Petty album, Full Moon Fever, to get me to that point. To okay, that's what got me into Tom Petty. So, well, on that note, um, I I don't think there's much more we can say about this so, topic. Yeah, I mean, as I you could can have see, done... it's the three of us, and we have talked at length for almost two hours. So yeah, it and, is and it is fact, unreal this, about how great this is. This so. this movie in particular, I mean, I just read off. Yeah, actresses, actors, you know, and didn't really divulge into what what role they had with the movie. It's it's just I had no. It, I was blown away whenever I done the research on that movie yeah. of how much was in it. So, all right. So I'm going to do a little separation of segments here. Uh, that in to- our top influential movies and some uh, honorable mentions. I hope you all enjoyed it. All right. So uh, we're going to do a real quick nostalgia item of the week. And it is actually, uh, this is something that was uh, started in 1983. Actually, the whole thing about it started earlier than that, but this was uh, the one that resonates with me the most. And I don't know how many people will be familiar with it, uh, but I will link uh, to YouTube this video that I'm going to show. It is something that allowed me to watch a number of movies uh, uh, that I mentioned here tonight. Uh, over the years because uh, we did have HBO for many years. It was the 1983 just so you can be familiar with it. Uh, It's it's about a minute long, but I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'm going to fast forward once I get it going. Fast forward. Go about 10 seconds, twin. I do remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Just the music itself, you can remember it. That's when you know it was time to watch a good movie because this was prime time. (laughs) Everything started at 7, and if you made it to the HBO feature presentation, that was a major film. I do, uh, since we've been talking about movies, and I understand that we're, this is, no, I won't say that just in case, but most of these are, you know, what we've said. Most of them are not modern day movies. They're from the 80s and 90s. Um, And I think that's, in my opinion, it's largely because uh, movies these days are, um, less story driven and more visual. 
visual and um, okay and and character driven. They they build these big huge characters, but they don't build the story with them. I don't, yeah, I don't. Think they they, they do. rest they rest the story on the characters' backgrounds and backstories as opposed to having one huge en- encompassing story. Now now there's a difference. The Marvel movies are doing that. Uh, me with the Marvel, I, th- I think there's way too much content for my liking, so I cannot keep up with all of it. It's it's so hard. You I would really have had don't. to start like we did at the very beginning and watch the uh, the first Iron Man. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Iron Man, and then move forward with Captain America and so on. You would have had to have been able to do that. There's so many movies right now, and the the Marvel movies were separated into phases. This is phase four that it's in right now. And they're getting ready to do a hard restart. Uh, It's too much for me. I mean, different. I'm not a huge comic book guy, but I mean, I love Batman. I love the dark Knight trilogy. Uh Um, It's, that's a different type of comic book. That's easily my, my favorite uh, comic book character and, you know, series. Yeah, but trilogy, I mean, but, but but to your original point, you're absolutely right. A lot, a lot of times they don't do that story. It's more just character driven, which makes it more difficult to get attached to a film. You get more attached to the characters, which I think takes away from it. But that's my personal opinion. Yep. And if you all out there uh, uh, agree or disagree, feel free to let us know. So, <clears throat> with that... Wow, this has been an incredibly long episode. It has, but it's been uh, great. I, I loved it. Um, yeah. Although, yeah, I, I, I was so, trying to rush uh, through, you Honestly, know. I am so glad Tiny didn't make it because this one would end up being a four-hour episode. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, no, I love you, Tiny. Uh, yeah. I hope uh, you get to make it to another one here I soon. I did, yeah. I, I rushed through, especially yeah. Jerry Maguire. Very yeah. much rushed through it, so, yeah. but... Um, so... I guess that'll be it for us this week at Soaking Nostalgia. Um, if you'd like to reach us, you can email us uh, at uh, SoakingNostalgia at gmail.com or DeadPantsStudio18 at gmail.com. We've got the Facebooks and the Twitters, both at Soaking Nostalgia and at DeadPantsStudio18. Uh, Dead we've got our personal Twitters. If you follow us, you can follow all of us. Uh, we've got our Facebooks. And our website, deadpan-studio.com. We're streaming on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, TuneIn, and Spotify. You catch new episodes on Mondays at noon. Uh, And if that changes, we will let you know. But right now, it is Mondays at noon. Uh, You can always catch the episodes early by either going to uh, podbean.com slash deadpanstudio18 or... Go to our main website, deadpan-studio.com, where you can get our show notes, find out more about us, as well as stream the episodes a full day early. So, yeah, isn't that great? (laughs) All right. Take a breath. (laughs) Hell yeah. And let's bring this to a close. All right. Thank you again, uh, listeners. some ass tonight. Yes, we did. Thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode of Soaking Nostalgia. Please come back. We've got a new show coming up and another episode probably of this coming up here shortly, too. So with that, I am one of your hosts, Matt. Sir Bradley. And I am Kat. See y'all later. We'll catch you next time. (laughs) 